SAFM leading the conversation. Songezo mapete on SAFM. Africa Tukun Bambanani is coming together with Africa Tukun and Bambanani Sifunde to form a group of ECD specialists who implement a standardized ECD curriculum in rural and privileged schools. The program, headed by Theresa Michael, the CEO of Africa Tukun Bambanani, is driven by upskilling and training teachers to assess and monitor learner development at the same time facilitating teacher progression, equipping them to screen for learning difficulties and arrange intervention, provide psychosocial support, and monitor child growth and progress. The period from birth to six years old is the most vital stage of brain development for children, and these informative years represent a crucial window of opportunity for education. The ATB program is developed for early childhood care and education that is truly inclusive. It is much more than just preparation for grade one. ECD is the foundation for emotional well-being and learning throughout life and is one of the best investments a country can make as it promotes holistic development, gender equality, and social cohesion. To talk to us more about this is Teresa Michael herself, CEO of Africa Tukun Bambanani. Teresa, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Songezo. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your indulgence. This conversation was supposed to have happened yesterday, but more than anything, we would have done it a disservice if we insisted it in the name of hosting it for the eight or so minutes that we had. So we we will obviously indulge it this evening. So thank you so much for for coming through. And perhaps we should engage this conversation as to the importance of ECD, because if one really looks at the metric results, which is always for some reason or the other, the standard that basic education is tested or viewed through and work our way backwards, then perhaps it becomes that much more apparent how much of all of the investments we have made, a lot of it changes at ECD. The children who start grade one, less than half of them are those who finish metric. Those who finish matric, less than half, are sufficiently competent to really enter university. And even at that point, you're culling people along the way such that at the most critical stage where now you assess the success of these 23 years or so of training, you find that it's a pigment of a percentage from those who enter the ECD phase. In other words, we're born, we're put in to these ECD centers, presented for grade one, past intermediate phase, I mean, past foundation, past intermediate, past matric, entered tertiary, completed tertiary, and are work ready. Then we start to really engage some of the dramatic failures of the system as a whole. Absolutely. And so, Geza, what is more striking than that, and something more frightening, actually, is that the highest failure rate in South Africa is actually at the end of grade one. So that in itself proves that the children from birth to six are not equipped to enter into school and to enter into grade one. So that is why our ECD years between the ages of naught and six are so vital because a child needs to be school ready. Um, And just picture a child starting grade one on the back foot and failing already before they've even started their school career. So the grounding is not there. The foundation years are not there. um, And they just never, ever catch up. So that is why our ECD curriculum is so important 
So what Bambanami does, Africa Tukun Bambanami, is we've taken the, the Department of Education framework, so that is the South African curriculum, and we've used that as our framework. And we've built a curriculum on that. Now, the government does give the school curriculum, but unfortunately, it's not a lesson plan and a day-to-day guide that teachers can follow. And many of these teachers in the rural schools where we are, unfortunately don't have time in the classroom to prepare lesson plans because they're the cleaners, they're the cooks, they, they look after the children, they change the nappies, and sometimes there's one teacher for 40 or 50 children. So there's no time to sit and prepare all of these lesson plans. So that is what we've done for them. We've taken the curriculum and we've made a day-by-day lesson plan for teachers to follow every day with art, artwork to do, music activities, um, story time, numeracy, literacy, mm. everything that develops these young learners. And not only have we followed the government framework, we've also then taken the private institution in South Africa, the IEB curriculum, and we've put that in as well to extend children even further so they are more school ready. Can so I just suspend are... that conversation for a moment? And it, it is music to my ears because we are talking literacy, words, numeracy, numbers, combining those and engaging the young mind in and around the environment of play and culture and the arts, which is yes. critical for embracing the teaching and learning environment for that young person to remain enthusiastic, to look forward to coming yes. to this environment. And it many, in many mm-hmm. respects, from my limited understanding and research, does model, if you like, the Scandinavian approach to how particularly at basic education level they espouse playtime as part of learning. Absolutely. It's play-based. The curriculum at this, um, at this level is play-based teaching. In South Africa... How much of that is even possible against, and this is really where my heart sinks, at birth, many South African children, it's not a step backwards, it's a mile or two backwards. They are inheriting social problems in the home, child-headed households, single-parent households, households that are threadbare without any of what gives a home its integrity. Proper Mm. infrastructure, proper protection from the elements, basic water and sanitation, food, Teresa. Many South African Mm. homes do not have food, and they are on the margins of what ultimately a development society really should have for young people. They don't have access to communication, access to education setups, these ECD centers. They don't have access to healthcare, certainly not sufficient and adequate healthcare. They don't even have access to their names because we know how many children are born without even registration at home affairs. All of these things, unfortunately, are priorities over this Mm. intervention, critical as it is. Mm. They simply have to come first. Yours yes. is an important part, but it's probably, shall yes. I just give it a number? It's step five. No, they there are critical that's four that's steps before that. How that's do we address that? How do we change that? Because unless and until that is addressed, to that mm. extent, 
your intervention somewhat is stillborn unless implemented in an, in an environment like typically what perhaps I think I can afford that takes care of these first four critical steps. But many South African households unfortunately cannot and do not have access. Cannot and do not. So in the rural areas where we are, first and foremost, a child comes to school and, and they are fed first. So that is the most important. They are fed, they're given breakfast at school, they're given lunch at school, um, and sometimes even an early dinner. Um, having said that, I do understand the home and, and the sad environment that they come from, that these children come from. But this ECD centre is a safe place for them. It's a place for them to come, to get a meal, to be taught, to have fun, to play games, to paint, to draw, to go outside, to climb on jungle gyms, to play games, to have morning rings and story time. So I do understand the home life and the homes that these beautiful children are coming from. Mm. However, we do need to educate them. We, we do. do need to give them the grounding. And many of these children, parents aren't at home with them. They're working in the cities and the children are, um, are raised by grandparents and siblings. Often a sibling will walk the young child to school and then go off to their primary school or high school and then come collect them on the way home. Um, but education is key. Education is the most important thing, or not the most important. Um, obviously, a child needs come first, um, food and shelter. But during the day, this is a place for them to come, a place for them to feel safe, a place for them to be safe. And, the, and at the same time, for us to give us that, for giving that, for us to give them that grounding and that foundation, so that they can go into grade one to be able to read and write and to have some future ahead of them. And I understand this uh, ATB curriculum espouses technology because there's a learner tablet app or the Bamba Learn, which is accessible yes. data-free, which is a critical point as well. Perhaps you want to talk about yes. that? So what we would like to do um, is it's a brilliant app. It's play-based. It's a curriculum. It's a South African curriculum in an app. So the children will use the app every day after they've done their lessons, and this extends them. So how our, our whole business model is for private schools to pay for the app. And whatever they have paid for us to then fund that and take it into our rural underprivileged schools, um, in these schools, many of the teachers are not fully trained. Um, and language is a barrier. So the app is a, it's an extension for the children where they can put on earphones and they can listen to stories in their mother tongue or in English. And then at the same time, there are brilliant games to extend their literacy and their numeracy and their life skills and their problem solving and sequencing um, and a whole array of various educational games. So they will use this for about half an hour a day, and this extends them in the curriculum. And, and all of this is, all of this is, well, hopefully going to be sponsored in that way, where the private schools will pay for the app, and then um, 
we will then be able to, the rural schools will then benefit from it. So this is in line with the Adopt a School initiative that this is really predicated Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So we have corporate. Um, CSI departments in banks um, and in institutions that will then adopt a school. And once they adopt a school, um, in that school they will provide curriculum. We will train the teachers. We will upskill the teachers to get to the level of training where they are able to help children with the curriculum. Uh, we, will pri- uh, we will provide a resource kit to the school. So the children will have access to paints and crayons and puzzles and a whole variety of games. Um, And if they would even like to include technology, then the app will also be included in that Adopt-to-School program. I suppose the final question I must ask is, you obviously provide a lot of the resources, certainly the physical resources, and even place the teacher in the, let's call it, classroom setup. Yes. And hopefully that the learner will also present. A lot of these external externalities are not always within your purview and control. One of the most critical aspects, and I think when you hear the philosophy of Jonathan Janssen, it comes through a lot, that one of the great assets to the success or otherwise of a classroom, the learner is not to where you look, it is the teacher. That's How it. do we ensure that these teachers, who are the most critical intervener or facilitator in the environment of learning because they need to have a raw and green mind somehow nurtured in such a way that it is locked and captured for all of time. That person who presents, that person who creates this culture or who facilitates for all of this is the teacher at that ECD center. He or she, in the truest sense possible, must must be fit and proper. Absolutely. So, so, so Geza, what we do is before we enter into a center, the teacher has to have a five-day pre-training. So we will go into a community where we do about 10 or 20 centers at a time, and we will have one huge training workshop where all the teachers have to come for five full days of training. Then we then take them into the classroom and we send one of our trainers, it's a train-the-trainer program, as a mentor once a week into that school to work with the teacher in the classroom as well. So they stay in the class and they monitor and they assist and they mentor. And at the same time, we, would, we are there in that center for one year. And during that time, every month, we upskill the teachers and... Um, During the time, we have this assessment center where teachers will then upload different tasks that we give them, Um, videos of their morning ring, pictures Mm. of their theme table. Uh, They will do baseline assessment, midline and endline. And we have a remote assessment center online where we monitor every teacher to make sure that they are progressing. And if they aren't, it is then evident to us that there are issues and we then go and we assist this teacher even further. We upskill her even further. So we are always a support to the school, to the principal, um, and to the teacher. Mm, the I teacher is called the practitioner. practitioner. Um, and at the same time, uh, we have an assessment center where the children are then assessed and observed throughout the year. Um, and they will do, the teacher will do these assessments with our children even knowing, observe the children, 
note their progress on our assessment centre, and in that way we can monitor the progress of every child. We, uh, we do heights and weights every term, so we know exactly how much every child weighs, how tall they are, how much weight they're putting on, um, they report how they are doing in their numeracy, their fine motor, their growth, their growth motor, their cognitive skills. So every child, every class, every school, every teacher is monitored on the assessment center. So if somebody adopts a school, whether they are in South Africa or overseas, they can go on any time to the assessment center and see exactly how their school is progressing. Well, that's what we like to hear, and we certainly do wish you everything of the best at ATB as you really challenge what has come to characterize basic education in South Africa and, which is worse, give the kinds of results which, for a developmental society, can most ill afford. This intervention sounds everything like it should. Here's hoping now it becomes everything it is designed to be. 2131, thanks so much, And we'd love to have you at our app launch. We're having an app launch on the 20th of April um, at the Houghton Hotel. So we'd love to have you there, and you can come and have a look at our app um, and play some of the games for yourself. And if anybody's interested in coming to the launch, if they could please get hold of us, and we'll reserve a space for them. Amandla will take care of all of that. No, certainly. Um, Amandla is listening and she's giving a thumbs up. And more importantly, if any corporates or individuals would like to adopt a school or or a group of schools, to please contact us as well. They certainly shall do that. Teresa Michael, thanks so much for your time.